0: Good evening, Carl.
1: I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, mate. The frost is just about settling on the roof of the shed, mate. It's just that time of year.
0: Oh, it's going to be a deep, dark winter over in the shire, isn't it?
1: <laughs> in the shires, mate. I'm, I'm, my shed is now where I'm recording. I'm sort of hooked up in the corner right by the door because we've got sort of boxes of Christmas presents and birthday presents. And I'm just, it's just
0: like the door... I'm sat here and I've got a heater between me and the Christmas presents, and that's it, mate. It's cold, it's cold, and dark, mate. Well, let's not let's not keep uh, anyone waiting, or certainly you waiting any longer, mate. In the cold and the darkness, let's let's just crack on, shall we? We got quite I'm a bit. It seems seems quite a while ago that we were here. It wasn't. It was only a fortnight ago, but it does seem it whether rough? it's the whether it's the nights drawing in. It just does seem like we haven't been doing we haven't done this for a long, long time. <laughs>
1: sound
0: like a couple of old can't we like, are a couple uh, of old yeah. Nice drawing? yeah
1: well that's true that's true uh, many people have said that so um, should we have a running order there
0: mm, yes
1: well, I, well i'm i'm actually all right though because the uh the heater's right by me and it's all
0: right Cole, we've it's, moved it's we've right. moved it's on we've moved on from you oh, okay. we've moved on we're now talking about the, the <laughs> no, podcast <I> mean, <laughs> well, stop it stop stop head. Mike
1: more. Right, okay. Let's talk about podcast 89. We're going to have a reaction to podcast 88. Um, we're going to have uh, Onslaught the Force. We're going to be dissecting that one. The new album poll, which was last weekend, we've got a Razor's Edge segment. we got some mentions, or just one mention, actually. A classic, classic, non-baron De Andrade year. We've got a hit missile, maybe, from a Canadian thrash superstar legacy band. And then we've got, what have you been listening to?
0: Plenty to get stuck into there, me old mate.
1: Right. Let's go. Well, how are you first? Are you all right, mate?
0: um absolutely great yeah really uh yeah absolutely fine mate
1: you were saying you were getting covered in oil at work
0: a <laughs> bit kingy innit <isn't> <laughs> i'm getting covered in oil yeah yeah and it's not a nice oil it's not like a baby oil or something that you might like to uh you know kind of you know what i mean it's a uh, it's a kind of kerosene yeah. oil that kind of powers um oil boilers and quite frankly i hate the smell of it it's quite oppressive and uh <laughs> it's part of my job that i've really uh yeah, just have to love to hate. Really, it's just one of them things. Does it, does it linger on
1: you? So when you come home, can your missus go? Oh, you've been at the oil boilers again,
0: haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you've been at those boilers <laughs> again. Yeah, it, it does, mate. It's it's quite a nasty, strong smell. You do get it on your clothes. Yeah, it's uh it's on you for the day.
1: My my brother in law used to work at a perfect factory down the road, and he used to when he used to come round and watch a football, or he used to come round. he could go. Oh, you've been at to work today because he used to smell so sweetly; it was unreal. And it used to be really funny when you used to go round in mouse. He used to have these Coke bottles for in his bathroom. And say, so, "Why is the Coke bottle in the bathroom?" He goes, "That is a Coke bottle—a a, a uh, one and a half liter Coke bottle washed out
2: and filled up with CK one."
0: Hey. That's what we're making at the moment. You there just you just go. Draft it off the top. <laughs> I never, I never quite understood. So, anyway. I never quite understood why when I used to play football, you you know be quite close and personal with the person that you're marking or you know that's trying to mark you and they'd always smell not always but if they had that kind of allure of aftershave or really cheap kind of um, deodorant not not so much the deodorant but you know there's a difference between deodorant and aftershave but why would someone spray aftershave on when they're about to go and do battle on a football pitch I, I just don't I I never got it I never I get it I, I
1: I never used to wash before I used to play football if I knew I was going to get muddy. Yeah. And then I used to have to shower at the end sort of things, you know what I mean, and get changed into another set of clothes afterwards because for that very reason, I just thought, again, get into someone's head. If you're smelling not great, certainly if I've been to a gig or sort of boozer or something like that, chances are they're not going to mark me as close.
0: I do seem to remember, Carl, you... Mm. You know, I used to... get in the shower, get out. Showers just for washing. I seem to remember you'd still be in there like, and the bloke would be trying to lock up the the changing room because you'd still be in there holding court with some people about what went on in the game and chatting to the opposition. Would that be right? I'm sure that would. Yeah, yeah. I used to take a drink of
1: beer in there as well. I remember I won man of the match and there was a crate of beer and I said, oh, let's take this into the shower. I took this crate of beer in the shower and we are all standing around there with ourselves. It was
0: good, yeah. It's just, just what it is, what it is. Anyway, enough of this. This uh, eroticism. Let's talk about podcast eighty nine, mate. We're gonna. We've uh, we done that already. Have I don't. We, I don't we, think we got to three? that. I don't think we got to that. No, we started talking about God. note, CK one and uh, eroticism. No, I have done. No, I have, do- I have done it. I have done it. Let's talk. Let's go. Reaction point. That would have been
1: quite. I don't. So we're going to. Cult. You've already done this. Shouting at the podcast. Reaction to podcast eighty eight, mate. Um, you know, I took the Mickey out of you for going characterful and saying. You've um, invented a word much like slayer's repentless.
0: Yes, I, d- I do remember. Well, Jamie
1: Kinghorn has corrected; it's a
0: real word. Apparently character, it is. I
1: can't even say it. Now. Individual in an interesting and unusual way, having a lot of character. So you were absolutely right, mate.
0: I was. We do a come up. We, we with many charming features. We do invent a few words here on the on the podcast, certainly. And uh, I wouldn't have known that it was a real word, but I, I threw it in there and. Good old Jamie came up with the goods, and uh, a bit, a bit like our club Susie Dent, isn't he? He's, uh, he's come up with the goods. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, mentioning Susie Dent. You'd, you, you, you wouldn't mind getting character characterful mm. with old Susie in the, uh, in, in the old Thrash album. No,
1: absolutely not. Countdown I'd be, corner. I'd, I'd be like a, I'd be like a pig in that old uh, kerosene oil of yours, mate. That's what I'd be if that was the case. But characterful. I'm just looking at it. Do you think that's a good name for a band? That's sort of like halfway
0: down on the 10,000 Trees festival bill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. And
1: an intense emo punk band shoegazer with black metal singing. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it is. There we go. That's what what they're doing. Cy Cobb has been on. Thank you very much, Cy. Still listening, but thank you so much for the positive stuff regarding Son of the Endless Night. Much appreciated. It's all the pleasure is ours, mate. I'm just waiting for the album. Still haven't listened to that song again. I just want to wait for the album, which is imminent, if not right now, is it
0: not? Well, this podcast could well be known as the Son of the Endless Night Eve podcast, Carl, because tomorrow, Uh... tomorrow... The new album, uh, the sun's coming out tomorrow. There you go, yeah, comes out tomorrow. As little
1: Annie, little orphan Annie said,
0: tomorrow, yeah. So, <laughs> new album to grace our our ears, and uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be winging its way in the post. Looking forward to getting it and whacking it on because certainly, what we uh, heard from that first single is an absolute blinder.
1: But what we've got to know is what's the sticker going to be on the front.
0: Well, and who's going to write it? Cyclops,
1: greater than. And well, I'm thinking, Cy may well write. I know it's his band, I know, it's his, his firm, but he, you know, he could write it, couldn't he? He's he's a, he's a diva of that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, thanks for and, and another another uh, superstar of the club, Pete. D, I think Pete D may well get the match ball today. Um, listen to this. You know, we said about Peter Gabriel and in uh, in brackets, car was one of the things that. Uh, what have you been listening to? And I went, oh, I think he must be listening to it in the motor. Well, Peter Gabriel being Peter Gabriel, check this out. Peter Gabriel Car is so cool because his first four solo albums are called, all called Peter Gabriel. He didn't even number them. The only way you can tell them apart is by the cover art. The first one is Him in a Car, so it's called Car. The others are a Scratch, Melt, and Security. Bit arty, but great series of records nonetheless.
0: Yeah, well, Ever the Educator. Thank you, Pete.
1: Did you
0: know that? Oh, of course I didn't know that.
1: No, I didn't know that.
0: No, not at all. It I mean, I've I, since we kind of spoke about Peter Gabriel and I kind of went back to have a look at trying to find a particular song that Peter Gabriel, that we used, when, when I did A-Level Dance at college, we used a particular Peter Gabriel song for, you know, kind of one of the... One of the warm ups, yeah. No, it wasn't, no, but this is the thing, it wasn't any of the popular ones, so it wasn't, you know, uh, Sledgehammer, uh, Salisbury Hill. The what were the other ones, Sledgehammer. Games Without Frontier, Sledgehammer. Um,
2: jammer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> jammer. But it, it, and yeah. it was one, one of the deeper cuts that, and, I, and I still can't find it I've had a good look this past oh, really? week yeah it was a really beautiful kind of vocative piece of music and really lovely almost like cinematic film score and I just can't find it I've been through loads and loads of his songs trying to listen to it and it's just amazing I'm not a Peter Gabriel fan but it is amazing how many songs not that I know but I've, I've heard from him in going back and re- revisiting it. And and it's, it's yeah, he's, he's an interesting, interesting artist for sure. Not someone that I'm ever claimed to be into, but yeah, I still don't know what the music was, but it was definitely Peter Gabriel. Well, I reckon, if, if you can remember a bit of the tune, I reckon you could sort of like sing that bit down onto like a whatsapp and send it to, to pd and pd would probably be able to go oh yeah i know what that was he probably would <laughs> i can't remember it it was more of an atmospheric soundscape uh, piece so I, i'm you know that's why i was looking towards like one of the films where he did a soundtrack too but it wasn't and i can't find it and but it was definitely peter gabriel so it's it's not going to happen it's going to annoy me for eternity but that's just one of them things
1: it's going to spring up, mate. Or someone who is listening to this goes, oh, I don't know what it could be, and you could get lots of... Oh. You get flooded of suggestions for you to listen to Pete Gabriel tunes to try and find your missing tune, mate.
0: No, it's quite... You, you like a bit of Peter Gabriel, uh, Carl? No, no, not at all, no. Yeah,
1: Sled Jammer's
0: all
1: right. <laughs> Sled all right. Video's good. man. No, uh, other than that, what's the one you said? Soul's real?
0: That's, that's all right. Shock the um, monkey. That was another one that I realised that i I'd heard before. That's a thing, yeah. Shock that the, is a fun.
1: Shock the monkey. No, don't. don't. No, I, I can't say, other than the ones I've just mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm totally clueless with Peter Gabriel. Although I think he is one of these things, isn't it, that, that era that Pete was talking about. Isn't he way out there? He's a bit avant-garde. He's, he's, it's not like Sledgehammer, is it? <laughs>
0: No, I mean he 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 did a lot for, from what I've seen this past week, he did a lot for world music and certainly one of the albums that I was looking at was the the Passion um, of Christ that he was did the soundtrack to and he did a lot for world music. Um <laughs>
1: well, old, old JC was into Peter Gabriel. Well, I,
0: don't in, I, I don't think he was into. I don't think he was into. A... No, I don't think he liked Peter. He. he he was more of a. Um, enough for the books, mate. He likes he Greek death metal. A
1: bit of oh, that's good to be obscure or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah,
0: why not? Well, I was thinking <laughs> of the other band, but uh, the old rotting band, but yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah, the rotting one. Yeah, but anyway, enough about Peter Gabriel. Should we get on to some fresh metal? Thank you for everyone for listening. Really appreciate everyone's input, of course. Um, but we have got. A monster to put into the Hall of Fame,
0: mate. Absolute beast. And it really is. And it's fantastic that an album such as this has found its way by the nicest man in the club as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you, Darren Rob, for uh, suggesting this. But he was a little bit fortunate because what we had eighty nine different people, and he was one of the two that
0: got selected. He did, yeah. It came up on the Fresh Wheel of Fortune, and it was Darren Rob's choice onslaught the force. So we're going back to nineteen eighty six, Carl. That year, there weren't there weren't many releases that year, were there? Really, that it had Baron year. Baron year. I mean, nah, <laughs> uh, still still can't pick any out, but. <laughs> It did quite well in the club for us, didn't it? It certainly seemed to yeah. generate a lot of conversation, a lot of happy memories for people, and a lot of people that seemed <laughs> to kind of be converted to it that, around this time. Um, I'll get to my mm. thoughts on it in a bit, but what about you? What what did you think of it? Um, well, I was... Uh, I, uh,
1: I mean, it seemed to split the, people, uh, the, the club in half in people that remember them from this area era. era. And then falling out of love with them in, the in search of sanity, and then people like myself not really knowing this era until after in search of sanity. Um, so this is always either, is this onslaught. This doesn't. This is not the onslaught. That I, but it, it is. This is what onslaught were. Um, but then of course they had the, the DB punk stuff before it as well. And you can hear a little bit in this. But I, I, I love listening to it. I've got to say. I mean, it's it's not a go-to album for me. I've got to say. Um, but I love listening to it I think it's a great piece of thrash metal I think there are some phenomenal displays on there and it's still got that rough, raw punk feel about it um, you know that it's some guys jumping onto their instruments and just giving it a real good go um, my only my only, not concern because for what it is and certainly listening to it in 2021 is it is just a great piece of period thrash metal is 1986 all jokes aside a lot was going on and a lot was moving forward certainly in thrash metal and this i would imagine would sound a bit well this was three or four years ago even then when you've mean, things like you know master of puppets and raining blood are coming out people are looking at that and then you go oh well don't forget about onslaught and they're like well this could have been recorded in 1981. For all they you know, from comparing it to those albums, so I'm um, I'm not surprised it didn't get. It should have been bigger than what it is, but I'm not surprised that it it wasn't.
0: Okay, yeah, I totally totally hear all that and see all that. Absolutely, but it's it did, a great bit of thrash metal, and I y- loved it. Yeah, well, let's see what the members thought. Frank Holby he says this for me is the number one British thrash metal record, along the lines of what Darren has written. I had power from hell. I wasn't that fussed about it at the time. So when I heard Onslaught had a new album out, I didn't immediately rush to buy it. This is where good old Tommy Vance kicked in with the Friday Rock Show. The track he played was Metal Forces. Loved it. Next morning, a trip down to Shades to purchase a copy. Read and memorised lyrics on the tube before I got home. Played it to death. It's still played by myself regularly. In the main, it stands the test of time. Only contracting blood sounds a bit... Well, weak compared with the rest of the songs. Only hard thing will be the score. It's a nine or ten. Send well, their souls best. to hell, let there be death. Look at that number one
1: British thrash metal record. There you go. That's, that's Colours to the mast, there, Frank. And a good old TV as well. Uh, metal Forces, that must have sounded immense on the radio.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's It has got, for all, that song certainly got a little hooky kind of chorus, isn't it? The way mm. they just suddenly come out with that metal force, it, it just kind of creeps up mm. on you and then it's there. Um, mm, definitely it's, perfect one to play on the radio. He mentioned uh, Contract in Blood, did he? Did he mention Contract in Blood? Mm, yes, well, he said it's, that's what sounds a bit weak, doesn't it? He said it mentions, yeah, that he's a bit weak, but um, I, I want to read a couple of excerpts from the book Contracting Blood, oh, which, go for it. which um, Ian Glasper wrote and took the name from the onslaught song Off the Force Ooh. to name his book after. Wow. High so, so so yeah, I'll uh, I'll read a couple of insert, et, excerpts in a minute, but let's find out what else other people thought. Tony Setch he says, not sure if the younger folk will realise the impact this album had when it came out. The sound and lyrics were atmospheric, dark and heavy. The riffs, man, classic after classic. I can never play this without listening to the whole album. Some may say it sounds dated, but for me, it just takes me back to the same feelings I had in my youth of finding something that blew my socks off. Love these guys ever since. One of the best of its era. It still gets a regular rotation.
1: There you go, Tony, uh, holding the candle for it right there and loving it. Um, And yes, I am totally, Tony, I'm really interested for you to tell the club. The impact this album came out because like we said it's interesting onslaught are an interesting band they've almost had three or four eras of the band they had like i say the first one where um you know frank was saying just before it got the first one and wasn't that fussed by it because it was a different beast and then they had this classic come out and then they had the in search of sanity stuff come out and then they've got the kind of rebirth of it um so a well known name but just Almost like the chameleon of UK thrash.
0: The chameleon of UK thrash. That could be the sticker, Carl.
1: Uh, it's the sticker. That's sticker for the. Well, it won't be for the son of Endless Nights, but it might be for because there is rumour, well, not rumours. We actually heard it from Night Rocket's mouth. On was it talking bollocks or UK thrashers? Where he said he was re-recording um, in search of sanity with the current lineup. Really? That's I, um, unless I dreamt it. I'm almost sure I heard it on one of... Like I say, if it was either UK Thrashers and Branny, or it was H and, and Talking Bollocks. And, uh, or it might have been Raised as I can't remember. Um, I, when when the uh, New On album came out, they had done, like, a host of press, didn't they? And we featured loads of it, and I listened to loads of it. Um, and, yeah, I... I I'm sure he said that oh yeah, no, we I think someone one of the whoever was interviewed was saying, Oh, in search of sanity it's an interesting period of the band and he goes, Yeah, yeah, well we've re recorded all of that. We've decided to re record it with the current line up and um yeah, we will see where we go. So there's obviously a or unless I've dreamt it, uh some uh music sitting somewhere ready to be released.
0: I do remember now, not not that bit, but you're talking about in search of sanity. The Malcolm Dome and H interview where H they were talking about Iron Maiden and uh, where Maiden went with Blaze Bailey, how they could have picked a better replacement in Malcolm's eyes with Steve Grimmett actually after In Search of Sanity because um, obviously oh, wrong with joining Maiden joining Maiden because of the Grim Reaper connection. Apparently Grim Reaper were pretty big over in the states, Well certainly they made it a bigger dent in the states than they did in the UK. And Malcolm felt that that could have been a better pick than obviously what happened. And that was with Blaze. So, yeah, just a little sidestep there. But uh, just uh, be interesting if In Search of Sanity ever came up in the club. Because, you know, it's probably it's going to be quite a divisive one from we know from, you know, the past few years where people have picked it for either their T90s or or it's featured in however you know whatever it's it's come up in conversation it's never quite you know it's it's always caused a little bit of uh, certainly conversation
1: definitely and i spoke to or i replied to a member for the life of me can't remember who it was but i remember saying just that it would be interesting to see
0: where in search of sanity comes in comparison Mm. Well, let's see what Graham thought about the force. Graham Meldrum enjoyed it. Only a few high pitched screeches, but generally dirty, vicious. "Flame of the Antichrist" sounded like it gave Holy Terror a few ideas too. I gave it an eight. It's on the car now, so we'll be getting a few more plays. There you go. I thought it would be
1: dirty and grubby enough for Graham to like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That song in particular is a it's it's, it's a great song, and I yeah the the, the high pitched screeches the that they were. There wasn't too many, like he, like he said there, only a few. And that's the thing with me. I, I really didn't enjoy those high pitch where it, almost like it was a, a Zach Wild pinch harmonic of the vocal <laughs> variety. But yeah. Cy Keeler seemed to have such a strong vocal, or maybe not such a strong vocal, but a very, very, um, it, it worked very well with the music. It, you know, he had that, that vocal of the time, almost like that kind of Neil Turbin-esque. I'm the front man, I'm a very good singer, and I, I can clearly sing. And Cy Keeler clearly had that thrash metal, um, big voice, but he could also sing as well, certainly with the, you know, he could he could throw a few high-pitched wails in as well. Um, and
1: I, I could hear, when they when he did that, obviously comparisons, you can hear the Judas Priest, the Rob Elford influence, and I could hear a lot of Judas Priest, in The Force, I have to say, I mean, they're such an influential band, aren't they, Judas Priest? And I could definitely hear it. Yeah. And so if Cy has got that in his locker, he's going to bring it out. But the good thing is, unlike um, uh, the and Jetson singer, I've forgotten his name temporarily.
0: Eric or, AK.
1: Eric, Eric AK on uh, Doomsday with, uh, it she took a hammer. Where he does that, ah, 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 you
0: know, no chance of Psyche doing that. No. Not it's not necessary. No, he's to do it. And although and, it's in the locker, he's got it. He doesn't need to bring it out. No, and and Psy's delivery of the vocals, it's got it's got passion. It's got balls. It really is a kind of heavy metal singer voice. So it's not. i mean, in no way. It, just my preference of the the high pitched stuff. But I suppose you, you, yeah, it works with the music. Kevin Adamson, he says, In Search of Sanity was my introduction to Onslaught and it is still my favourite of the early albums. I appreciate that may be heresy to some folk, but I guess I was just late to the party. It's a seven from me just because it's always going to be in the shadow of sanity in terms of songwriting and production. Having said that, the four most recent albums have been all excellent and Generation Antichrist is superb. Roll on a full UK tour.
2: Mm, there you go
1: that's uh, uh i like the way we uh kevin's uh thinking of the same thing as us where it's heresy to like this but it, it is true i mean in search of sanity did cause a few waves and it was very slick and it sounded good or i thought it sounded good certainly my ears in 1988 were, were fascinated by it i think they've done looking back they've done all the right things um and it this album did get overshadowed by it but having listened to this album, and certainly understanding um, people being in the Clarendon and watching onslaught and seeing Psycheila roaming around and getting in people's faces and whatnot, and this this barrage of, of full-on assault, and then the next thing they get is Welcome to Dying. I can imagine them going, "Fuck that! It's gone. It's over."
0: Yeah. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> and a different singer as well. When you had a perfectly decent one as well, nah, i not. But, you know who's next?
0: You you know, just, I, I, can, I can see it. You just mentioned actually the Clarendon there, and it, I wasn't going to um, pick up pick up on it, but it was something that when I was reading the onslaught episode in Contracting Blood this week, I noticed they they have some fantastic gig and flyers, gig posters and flyers mm. in Contracting Blood. They really do. It's a real snapshot in history. And one of them on the onslaught chapter, it was at the Clarendon Ballroom, uh, Deathwish and The Annihilated. Now, I I know Size Band Annihilated uh, were around, obviously this time, but yes. but this is The Annihilated, and it's got two ends. So I don't know if it's Size Band or, or, or you know. I'm yeah. sure I'm I'm sure there's Pete out there or Cy, if Sive listening would be able to clarify that, but uh, yeah, just interesting because I'm sure they played a few gigs back in the day. Yeah. Together, yeah.
2: well, certainly. Say, is, is that and
0: that's on the same bill as onslaught? Is it? Well, that's yeah, onslaught. Yeah, gigging it back in the day. It doesn't have the dates on it, but the the price was five pounds. So it's a uh, it's a while ago. And the Clarendon <laughs> ballroom is no longer. <laughs> you yeah, can't blow your nose for that. No, uh, you could still get tickets from Shades Records. So there you go. It's. Uh, oh, there you go. Well, well, yeah, that ago. shows you how long ago it was, at least. Yeah uh where are we it is robbie Mansing. he says the best british thrash by far the best british thrash album by far and one of the very best from any group let there be death fight with the beast de- uh, demon- demoniac and the completely over the top flame of the antichrist rank of some of the most ferocious riffing ever laid to vinyl i can't believe this is coming up to 40 years ago fuck we're old Shame they replaced Cy afterwards and pretty much ended the band at that point. He sounds so evil on Demoniac. What were they thinking? Demoniac, yeah. Sadly, I only got to see them once for the longest day at Hammersmith with nuclear assault and agency Seal headlining. I still remember Sai singing Lightning War, which can't be long before he left. Great memories.
1: Oh, there you go. Um great uh, thank you very much for that comment that's a great comment there uh, again best British thrash album uh, that's a big, big feather in the cap there and sadly you only got to see them once um, but what a gig to go and see them with Nuclear Assault and Aston's H- doing yeah. at the Hameo that's, uh, if, if that's the only time you've seen them you can I I wouldn't see them again
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. to be quite honest
1: because that is the one to go
0: to yeah absolutely he says, Onslaught, in my mind, had two debut albums, Power From Hell and The Force. They were radically different releases and could easily have been by two different bands. Power From Hell is a dark and dirty slab of goodness, sitting somewhere between Discharge and Warfare. The Force ramps up the metal influence significantly, both musically and vocally, and is an absolute classic to this day. Their earlier live shows, when Psy joined, were absolute bloody mayhem. Sadly, they went downhill fast after that, then split up came back like a fury when sI rejoined them in 2007 and they released Killing Peace but they really peaked again on 11 i'm not bothered about the new lineup they've gone too far away from what i would consider to be the onslaught sound anyway the force gets a 9 from me i would have gone 10 but it's a bit weak on the production side apart from that it is absolute perfect 80s thrash album there you go and your and your cat seems to like it. Well, no, it? that's me, yeah. Carl. I, I've I've been practising talking and uh, doing a cat impersonation <laughs> while I talk. So, whilst whilst you digest pizza, fantastic comments, Maybe I can um, practice again. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a thank
2: you very much for this, Pete. Um, definitely agree with the two debut albums there. Uh, Power
1: From Hell, obviously, we featured, I, it got into uh, Thrash the Debuts last year. And um, I think a lot of people were surprised about how punk it sounded and how non onslaught it sounded, whereas The Force really is the onslaught that we all know. Um, well, unless you came in on in search for sanity, then that is the one that you all know. So it's interesting to see that um, Killing Peace gets a mention and also Eleven, um, and the new ones are, or the new certainly the new one is a little bit gone too far. So again, just onslaught, constantly changing, and having different eras in that band over you know a span of forty odd years. Now there are uh, you could easily write like a a. Um, a a mini docudrama soap on these guys it's uh they they seem to have been all over the place
0: absolutely and Pete picked up there about the production and just going back to Ian's book if I just pick up on what um Pete Mahoney who was the um uh, in in the band at the time uh he said our producer wasn't up to much though he'd just pop up every now and again while he was working with another band so we got rid of him and used the in-house engineer at the studio his name was dave death pine i think his name also appears on exploit and gbh albums strange how it's worked out now seeing as onslaught has supported both those bands at the trinity hall so they had a producer the producer was working with a someone else disappeared they got it there so they've got a sound engineer doing the production now whether that's got a impact on the maybe kind of the weaker production who knows but he also goes on to say or certainly Nige Rocket starts saying all sorts of weird things happened in the studio for starters we've been there just two or three days we got there first thing one morning always keen, always early and the fucking doors were wide open no one there we went in and the studio was smashed to fuck all our gear had gone I had a brand new guitar that had been custom built for me all gone we eventually claimed up for it all, and the studio's insurance put it a long time, and there were lots of shouting and bawling so it wasn't without problems the the kind of process of wow. recording yeah of recording the four so didn't have a you know a producer as such they had a kind of sound engineer that you know maybe kind of stepping up and and doing the producing they had the issues with their their gear going missing, but then it says. Lots of spooky stuff went on with even Dave Pine, the you know the engineer, the producer, getting really kind of scared about it all. This is Nigel again talking about this. He said, whenever we were recording, setting up any delays or reverbs, etc., no matter what we set it to, it would always revert to 666 milliseconds. The units go from zero milliseconds to 1,000 milliseconds. But even when we set it to 850 milliseconds, It would always bounce back to six, six, six milliseconds. That's the truth. I swear on my kids live. We were there for two weeks, (laughs) right? We were there for two weeks and it happened all the way through the sessions. Every time Dave was getting really spooked. The biggest one of the lot that was that there was this big old speaker sat in the corner of the control room. We were leaving the studio one night and I said, Dave, you need to turn the speaker off. It's pulsating. And he said, night it's not even fucking plugged in. I'm going. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So, I never knew any of
2: that. That's brilliant.
0: Yeah, oh, so, I'm going to read so, that chapter. That's awesome. So that could, uh, yeah, maybe they just thought, look, it's getting produced how it's getting produced. We ain't spending any more time here. <laughs> yeah. Do it in one take, lads, I've and we're heard. out. <laughs>
1: And someone nick all
0: that gear because I don't want it now. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's a shame because the gear was a, I think it was a custom made from what he said. I say I think it's, I know it was because it's in the book. It was like a custom made guitar that his mum and dad had got him for his twenty first birthday, and real shame because that you know obviously meant a lot to him and it was irreplaceable. But yeah, it's uh... mm. wow, wow. Well, that's. I
1: mean, I love all these stories about things like that you don't seem to to hear kind of those stories i mean the closest one i suppose was the acid rain about the tree that almost fell over and took out the whole studio and all of the master tapes if the studio would have gone under underneath this tree yeah um, then uh, the, the uh the tree would have taken out the whole album as well and they'd have start from scratch again but um I, I i love stories like that i mean maiden the, the one about the nuns crashing into uh um, Birch's car and it coming to 666 yeah. quid's worth of damage and things like that it's just fucking brilliant I love it well, that's brilliant I didn't know
0: that so that's great that's great yeah and the studio was actually owned by the brother of you know John Frieda the shampoo hairdressing kind of guy <laughs> it was it was owned by him but in, he was like the the husband of Lulu or went out with Lulu so it's just there's just you know stories <laughs> left right and centre with bizarre. this the making of this album it's fantastic it's uh, yeah that's brilliant. Well, I, I, I don't know whether you're being ironic or funny on that one. Is that true? It's in the chapter. Ian, Ian wouldn't have made it up.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's really. You see what I mean about it being a miniseries? You, you just can't write it, No,
0: can exactly. So, Darren Robbie says, I'm loving all these comments. I'm glad I suggested this album now, and it pleases me how much people are enjoying it. Whether it's New Discovery or Trip Down Memory Lane, this club kicks ass." Ah.
1: <sighs> thank you very much and thank you for picking it i mean i i mean i don't know it would have sprung up eventually but when onslaught come up i mean they've got a big back catalogue and um yeah who knows when, when we would have featured that so thank you very much and yeah people are loving it so thank you darren
0: yeah cheers darren it's um something that i i wasn't familiar with i'd certainly my point of entry with onslaught and only kind of with onslaught was in search of sanity it was one of the albums that i picked up when i was first getting into heavy music and really really enjoyed it back in the day so i had i think retrospectively gone back to the force around that time but never kind of got into it until giving it a good few listens this past week and yeah i, I must say metal forces was the one that seemed really familiar but i really enjoyed it really liked going back and that's the great thing like Darren said about the club you know just picking up albums for the first time or, or kind of reacquainting yourself with like almost like long lost laughs it's it's just one of them things yeah. it's, it was great quite easily to listen to this whereas I know for a fact that it, I, I you know I, I never want to hear the 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 last onslaught album ever Not again better. yeah ever again because it just doesn't do anything to me whatsoever whereas this it's got character it's got real energy real kind of yeah, yeah balls to it and and it just, yeah, this is more gritty kind of thrash, and um, it feel feels more real. And yeah, it's really good, really good suggestion, and it's great that it came up. Sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry, Carl.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Sorry, you were sort of cut. No, you were cutting out for me there. So, but I, I kind of got the gist of what you're saying. So, yeah, that one. Now we
0: need to do the results, don't we? Well, can we see what Kev Easton said? He said I was lucky enough to be at the Colston Hall <laughs> gig. When they released this album, absolute carnage and non-stop stage diving got some cracking pits with the guys afterwards with a couple of them catching the bus home. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant as well, isn't it? I mean, the only, again, you that, that, again,
1: that's going in the miniseries, isn't it? Yeah. they ferocious gods on stage and then you're lining up to get the bus home and like, fuck me, he was the guitar player right there. It's just great. Um, and everyone says that, don't they? Back in the day, uh, onslaught, just carnage, absolute just craziness going on all over the place. And it's one of those things you look to the skies and you go, oh, please take me back. But here we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, you, you really want to read the the chapter, mate, because they, they go on a European tour with Motorhead. And there's, there's some okay. lovely, yeah, some great stories in there about um, Lemmy. And um, yeah, it's just, it just sounds like utter chaos and just... Yeah, fantastic, really. So I'd get reading it,
1: mate. I shall indeed. I will put that on my... Uh, I shall get it. It's by my bed, it's like... I'm, it's like some people have the Bible, some people have this, some people have that.
0: I've got contracting blood next to my bed. Wouldn't it be good Any to... <laughs> You know those uh those little Bibles that the the Gideon Society that they, they the always Gideon came Bible, yeah, was it the yeah. Gideons they got into every drawer in every hotel in every country around the world yeah. not every country but in lots of countries it. it should be contracted blood yeah <laughs> They'd start a
3: campaign to get a contracted blood in every
2: uh, hotel drawer and, yeah. and give it to the, I got really bothered.
1: Boll- to school for that because my brother and sister had one and i remember my brother kept his in his pocket for fucking goodness knows long uh, how long in his, in his trouser pocket went through the wash several times so i had access to a gideon bible and i remember our 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 uh, teachers stand up and go you know you got this book it's this blah, blah 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 if you don't want to take one there's no pressure it's absolutely fine just walk past but I strongly suggest you do so there's there's the old Gideon fella around and I said no no thank you and as I thought RE teacher pulled me to one fucking side and gave me a bollocking <laughs> and I said hang hey, around you up there saying it don't matter I said so, I've got three of these at home mate I don't yes. need another one ended up fucking taking it so I didn't lose my lunch break you know what I mean and whatever it was break of time or whatever so
0: and your brother's <sighs> a priest now Carl isn't he yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he absolutely he gives out he, he yeah,
0: he the yeah, gives gives out, out the Gideon.
1: old Gideons. Anyway,
0: how did the how did the force fare?
1: Very well indeed, mate. Very well indeed. Um, it uh, we got sixty seven votes and it's got an average of eight point one three. Nice uh, in the club, uh, which is which is great. Anything over an eight is absolute vintage, vintage, mate, isn't it? And it sits. Uh, just above it is um, Enforced Kill grid, And just below it is Join the Army by ST It's yeah. about 25th, I think, in the all-time rankings
0: Yeah, it's a solid score, isn't it? Eight point whatever it was that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good album, an enjoyable <laughs> album been, as yeah. well I'll certainly go back to it and, and enjoy listening to it again
3: Yeah, I'll definitely give that more
0: time
1: So thank you everyone Onslaught is done And we have just released the new album
0: the penultimate album of twenty twenty one, mate. Yeah, again, it's a uh, came by way of a club member. This one, didn't it? It was. We'll talk about it in greater detail, but it was Graham Meldrum's choice in the small band to kind of vote his, with Leanne Evans, and uh, yeah, Crumbsucker's Life of Dreams came up and was voted in. So, again, a member's choice. Brilliant stuff.
1: And we had to get picked Pete PD Pete love. So we had boss PD to do the the punch for it, and he absolutely smashed it. So there's the match ball for for PD. But a little side note: when uh, when I started the club and I done Metallica, kill 'em all to start with, and then I think Rage was second. The third album that got pulled out of the hat was this Crumbsuckers, and I opted in my own mind not to do it because I didn't think it was thrashy enough. I, you know, I wanted to, you know, three albums in, and all of a sudden we were already deviating from the thrash path. So I, I kiboshed it and and didn't decide not to do uh, Crumb Suckers, and I think I went for that Nuclear Assault album that's Dreadful. What's that one called? Out of Order or whatever it is. Well, I certainly didn't like it. And then the next one was um, Testament's New Order, and then that's when it, got, it blew up, and I think I, I said, I need some help obviously you have to come in um, and help me uh, so yeah this could have been number
0: three it could have been it's, it's number you know 53 or whatever it is now so it's uh, yeah it's, 103 more like it's nearer so yeah, uh, yeah.
1: so um so he's it, come around full circles. So that's great. And I think he's going to get a lot uh, fairer view than if
2: uh, it was third hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or second hour or third hour, whatever it is. So that's cool. So thanks for everyone. Looking forward to that
0: I listened to it today. It actually slams out of the, uh, the gate. That oh, month. it doesn't, so doesn't it starts, hang, it's hang it's around, does it? Colorings. No, it doesn't hang around. No, no, does the job. does the job. So shall we move on then, mate? I think so, yeah. We've got plenty of time to a uh, new album poll. I'm sure we can smash this out before we need to close definitely
1: definitely now this is uh for the carted spot of the first album in 2022 and i can still hear kevin adamson ringing in my eyes it really did ring true what kevin said so thank you mate when we said oh I, you know we're thinking about doing a new poll do you think we should do this regularly have new albums or and kev just came up with a very fleeing statement and just said the classics will all, always be there we should feature new stuff as well and i totally agree and so we're going to have three next year one every sort of like four months uh of the previous four months um and it just needs to be released in that window and we can get a bunch of them together and we can vote on them and i think it's good it keeps everything fresh and you also pick up some great recommendations do you, do you want me to do the countdown of um of
0: the vote split on the new album, yes, please go crack on.
1: Crack on. Well, we have got in uh, sixth place. Uh, Iron fifth, pr- fifth place. Um, Iron Maiden Sinjitsu, and that
0: got four votes. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, so much as I love that album, I really do. I think it's a fantastic album. I just think we've had we've had Seventh Son in there, which I think is a more more appropriate album for the club. I think um, you know, four votes is. It's it's never going to be the next album, but, it, you know, it's nice that people can vote to it. I just don't think it would have gone down particularly well um, at the moment in the club. And then another one of your boys mate, Turnstile go on with four points as well. And again, an album that I really, really like, but... Uh, you know, when you're looking at thrash metal, you know, we'd said that it would be a, a, a kind of a thrash metal vote this. You're, you're going to be looking at the, the thrash albums, and Turnstile is is by no means a thrash metal album. I think if we did Wildcard, an alternative punk hardcore wildcard vote for the weekend, yeah, throw it in. But when it's up against thrash metal albums, I think it, it's yeah. not going to stand yeah.
1: And if, by chance, it would have got through, I think it would have been torn a new arsehole, to be quite
0: honest. It obviously. would have been, yeah, it would have been, because I don't think people, um, well, I'd say I don't think people would have listened to it. I think people would have listened to it, but I think it would be, um, it's just, it's it's a very different style to what many people listen to in the club. That's not saying not everyone um, doesn't listen mm. to, to that kind of music, because many people are, um, not just thrashers, they whole host of different sub-genres of this heavy music we we love but uh yeah it it didn't get in but that's not to say that we couldn't feature it in um i don't know a non-thrash week and uh mm. if that comes up but uh, you know that we we're so pressed for time aren't we it's uh is yeah. that going to come up it, it's
1: a yeah. it, it's a coveted spot and i, I would mm. say as well just to pick up the, say uh, you know the sub-genres and all the rest of it just remember that all of these are picked by thrashers at the core. So if it's not pure thrash metal, it's picked by someone that yeah. loves thrash metal, which is good enough for me. This is the whole thing that for the club to be sort of thing, you know, and we've got a bit of classic maiden or classic metal. We've got a sort of contemporary hardcore band. Yeah. And then we've got a straight up thrasher with seven votes, Elimination Echoes of the Abyss, which was my pick, actually.
0: Your pick, yeah. And uh, it, it's great that a, a band that are bubbling at the almost not entry point of thrash metal, but you know we we're going to be talking about the you know a recent San Francisco Bay Area legendary band putting out their you know new album in what five or six years, but we're also talking in the same breath about a band you know not starting out their career but at the much further down the pecking order, but releasing an album in many members' eyes, just as good, just as vital, just as in energetic, just as strong, just as heavy. As the Exodus album, um, and I think it's fantastic. We're talking about Elimination, and people are voting for Elimination as well because, yeah, fantastic choice. It's a great, great album.
1: Well I listened to it this week, and the opening song. The uh, I was thinking I was listening to it. how the fuck did this not
0: get voted in? I guess
2: uh, yeah. it's, well, it's just incredible album. It's a great album. So <laughs> um, that is Elimination second place with almost half as many
0: and less votes is Carcass Torn Arteries. Yeah, I'm surprised that it got so many votes, but that's you know, I'm it's it's the vocals of Jeff Walker that are kind of a bit my hindering thing, but musically it's absolutely fantastic. I have to say, I've had a re-listen again this week. I know Rich Tricky Hudson was listening to it and telling me about certain songs and um the hand clapping thing in one of the songs. It's just like it, it, it it's bizarre but it works and it just musically it sounds so good. It's production is fantastic. But you've got to get past vocals And if you don't like them You don't like them But look 20, yeah. 23 votes liked it And so, yeah. That's a lot more Wouldn't have been disappointed If
1: it was The uh, album
0: no. I love the bit on the devil The ending
1: Of The Devil Rides Out It's fucking and it, it just It makes me smile Every time goes. And it sort of, it's always going to go The devil rides out And it finishes it's Fucking brilliant it always
0: makes me smile That does it? And it's a banging film as well Number one Number one
1: Exodus, a Persona Non Grata, mate. You say the first one in six years, forty-five votes, clear winner. We are starting with a bang, mate.
0: Yeah, it yeah, it was always going to be the one that uh, really got voted. I'm, I'm you know, it was, it's the thrash metal club. It's one of the biggest thrash metal albums mm. of the year, isn't it? So, whatever your thoughts and views are on it, there's quite a lot of members in the club that wanted it, so it's going in.
1: It is. It's going in, and I think rightly. I mean, it does nose up our um our stop the show because I earmarked that one for a stop the show. But now it's going to be the featured album. It kind of we'll have to wait for our stop the show yeah uh, um, album. Um, but uh, but who's to say that this is this is going to take over from stopping the show? Really, because of the every four months we're going to get a vote and. You know, Metallica, uh, Megadeth have got a new album coming out soon. Who's to say that that's not going to be in the next new album vote? And then who's to say Metallica don't? And then that one's going to get in. Is it always a case of the bigger band getting in? Or is it a case, I mean, we got Son of the Endless Night with an album. Um, It just missed this one. So it's going to be almost the furthest album from the next vote. I just hope. Well, I'm going to put it in anyway. So there you go. I've nailed my colours to the mask. Mask. When we do a, um, when are we going to be doing it? It'll be November, It'll be like the end of February, possibly, or the beginning of March, something like that. We'll have another new album vote for this time period but um, uh, maybe beginning of April sorry and um, who's to say I will I will put um, some of the Endless Night as my recommendation for everyone
0: great rightly so as well yes. so, at
1: least it will be in the draw um, shall mm-hmm. we see what the members think mate yes please come on. yeah see you and we got some uh, some great members comments here Gareth Pugh Elimination All The Way it's a thrash album they are a relatively unknown band British and most importantly they have put out a killer album.
0: They have indeed like you I've been listening to it a lot more as it's certainly this week I've, I've well like you I think you've been listening to it since it came out but for some reason I didn't jump on it straight away and um, it's this week I've been certainly since the vote my vote went for uh, Rafe or Raff, um undo the chains or Unto the chains. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I, I went with that. Me and Rich Oliver, it's his, his choice went in. I thought, no, I'm going to have a bit of that because I really like that. But since listening to Elimination this week, he, like you saying earlier, how did they come up with some of that stuff and and the the levels of um, heaviness in it? Sometimes you think, Christ, this is verging on on almost like death metal kind of esque at times. It really is punishing, punishing metal. But they've got a real, real groove to it as well. I don't know. And I don't mean that in a machine head kind of way or a kind of, you know, groove metal kind of way, like Devil Driver or Chimera. God forbid. Yeah. Um, what I mean is that kind of, it just pulls you in and just, it just, whisks you along there's something very very infectious about the elimination um song there's that one that's almost got that vocal with that kind of not a voice decoder but it's uh, almost like someone (coughs) over a a radio i can't remember what it's called but uh, it's fantastic that i love a little kind of little voice effect in it or sound effect and yeah punishing punishing heavy metal but brilliant stuff
1: it is brilliant. Really enjoying it. Um, Mark Inenworth, I'm going with Turnstile. Something a bit different, cracking album.
0: Indeed, it is a cracking album. It is. And yeah, rightly so. Get it in there. But um, it was always going to be tough against the, the, the big thrash albums, or certainly the, the thrash albums. Mm. And if anyone hasn't heard uh, that, if anyone, ha- if anyone hasn't, mm. if you can still hear me, Carl, I don't know if you can, mate. I can. Okay. You can? I okay. can check that Turnstile album out. It's fantastic. It really is.
1: Yeah. I, I did listen to it. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's very, it's an easy listen, isn't it? That's oh, what I say. Yeah. It's a very easy listen.
0: It is indeed. You yeah. Uh,
1: Julius. Julius Caesar, from what I have heard on the albums mentioned, Carcass is the better album. Exodus Jams, if it was an instrumental, I'd be more in line to listen. It sucks that so much talent is wasted behind garbage
0: vocals. Such a shame. The new Cradle of Filth is excellent as well. Yeah, well, it's getting a lot of applauded. It's the new Cradle of Filth album. Good to hear from you, Julius. Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, it's, it's...
1: Julius brings up a, a, a good point about the uh, the vocalist there because he's saying he likes Carcass. You're saying you don't like Carcass. A lot of people criticizing the Exodus, uh, Zet's performance on the new Exodus album and Cradle of Filth I mean Danny Filth is Marmite all over as far as his films are concerned so it's, it's quite an
0: interesting comment that one it is really and I, I've unlistened I've to the Cradle of Filth album as well because um, yeah that's often been a sticking point for me I, I really I should listen to instrumental music shouldn't I because <laughs> vocals, vocalists <laughs> always seem to my kind of be my bugbear but um, Carcass as a band I absolutely love and you know kind of necrotic, necroticism heartwork fantastic albums I just think that I don't know whether Jeff Walker's vocals have got a lot lot kind of harsher or whether it's just me and my kind of tolerance to them, I'm not sure. Uh, the Exodus one, I can totally see that because, yeah, it's many people have spoken about it and will go into great detail on it and kind of Zet's vocals. And, I uh, yeah, not quite sure how and why they've kind of gone the way they have, but fantastic thrash, certainly with the Exodus album. And Cradle of Filth, it's, yeah, it's again quite a divisive vocalist but a very very good vocalist in his field um yeah interesting guy and um, that album seems to be yeah getting a lot of a lot of decent coverage from and a lot of mentions from people if you like that kind of thing
1: yeah a lot a lot of people are talking about mm. it more so than any other cradle of fifth album i can remember mm. So that's interesting. And Brian D'Andrade, I went with Exodus. It's a solid album, and the band have been around for so long, they've earned the
0: honour. Earned the honour. Earned the honour. Well, we've only ever featured another album by them, Brian, and that was September 2019, Bonded by Blood. So two years ago, it got 8.74, one of the highest um, yeah, highest scores in the club. I wonder how it works. Yeah. This, and, and- this has got a couple of months now. Well, a couple of months. It's got what? month to really kind of bed in at not yeah about, about a month to bed in with people so it's giving them time to listen to us. So they not going into it blind really so it'd be interesting how it comes out and well, what interesting that you say that because
1: listening to um howard h smith's and old heads old bollocks podcast they were saying about that about how immediate everything needs to be i need to get this review out first i need to get it and of course there's always an element of that but really the opinions are when it's like you say when it's bedded in and that's what um h and and old head were really we should be talking about albums six weeks two months after it's come out to see a whether we've gone back to it and listened to it after the first listen and if we have how is it bedding in it's uh it's it's not a bad time to be reviewing or featuring that album
0: i think no exactly and that's kind of like with um, the the sinjitsu thing as well with maiden it i'm kind of slightly going off here but many people were kind of turned away because of the length of it and because of the maybe the the style in shift or the shift in style with maiden there wasn't so much of the traditional chug and gallop that maiden have and you know there were no kind of very strong rampaging singles that they had. There was a couple on there, like Sinjutsu itself, but, uh, and the, oh, I remember the other one, the track four, but anyway, um three months on, are people going back to it? I don't know, because of the length of it. Who knows? But it's, if they did, they'd still rediscover a wonderful album. Yeah, no,
2: that's
1: <laughs> brilliant. So look forward for that, and we will, that, so we're starting a new year off with
2: oh. a bang, and um yeah that's all good thank you for that and
1: have have, uh, have, have we got time to uh, fly in our, our our guest speaker
0: for his segment congregation please sit down and open your prayer guide to the book of revelations
3: It seems like an age since I recorded one of my segments, so it's about time I brought you all up to speed with the comings and goings over on The Razor's Edge. Our Damnation coverage is now over, but you can catch up with anything you missed on our website. Along with a review of A Night of Salvation and Damnation Festival itself, we have a smorgasbord of interviews from the festival, including chats with festival director Gavin McNally, Aaron from Paradise Lost, Damien and Stu from Video Nasties, Joe and Philly from Gamma Bomb, plus Hell Ripper, Mountain Caller, Woad. Bosculoid. Plus, we had our usual face in a crowd feature. If you're at the festival, chances are we have a photo of you in our mugshots gallery over on our Facebook page. Away from the d- damnation, it's been business as usual. We've had album reviews, including the latest Exodus album, Doom Masterminds Chemist, Bonded, Obsession, The Lurking Fear, which features members of At the Gates and Lock Up, Swamp Coffin, the Paradise Lost box set, The Lost and the Painless, London Outfit Voices. The Ocean Collective, When the Dead Bolt Breaks, and plenty more. In live reviews, we have photos and reviews from the Gamma Bond tour with Shrapnel, The Dead Daisies, the supergroup featuring the likes of Glenn Hughes, still destroying the Black heart Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons in Bristol, and the recent Svalbard tour when it rolled into Birmingham. And we brought you plenty of tour news, including the obviously massive ghost announcement, Inflames rescheduling their tour, Cavell Attack announcing live dates, as well as fit for an autopsy. Every day we post new features, news, reviews, interviews and more, so keep your eyes on our website www.therazorsedge.rocks and our socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you ever want to catch up with any of our audio and video interviews, you can watch and listen on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And with that, I'm back off to listen for the hundredth time this week to a genuine contender for Album of the Year 2022. So I'll hand you back to the capable hands of Robbie and Carl in the Thrash Album Club studio.
0: Thank you, Mr. Razor's Edge, Tim, for that rundown of all that's going on in the busy old world over at Razor's Edge.
1: And just before we uh, um, dissect that little segment just so we can have a little talk about it like we do and pay the homage that it deserves, um, was uh, just before then, mate, that was out of the
0: blue. Where the fuck did that come from? Well, I had my kind of inner Al Jorgensen. Jorgensen, Yeah. Yeah, just the... It's from Psalm 69 and um, it's, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a little bit of spoken word. I I felt the urge to say it as Tim kind of came to the, what's the, is it the pulpit or the, you know, where you stand and read the sermon, the parapet? Yeah, he he kind of, he was coming up to read his his book, the reading from the book of Razor's Edge. F- fair play to him
1: now there is a few things that we need to talk about obviously the Damnation festival features high on the razor's edge agenda and that's all finished now ghost get a mention because they are headlining the o2 mate with about four or five other uk dates of that magnitude mm. Mm. yeah um, but i'm more interested in the in flames but there is two things i just need to uh to clarify
0: a smorgasbord. What the? F- what is a smorgasbord? Smorgasbord. It's a. It, it's, a it, it's a. Technically, Carl, it's a cheese platter of lots of different smoked cheeses from from Denmark, um, from Belgium. It? Yeah, it's a smorgasbord. You know, it's it's smorgasbord. It's cheese. It's um, you know, pepperoni. It's all that kind of stuff. It's <laughs> a, a, a smorgasbord. I think it just means a wealth and mass. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> back a, in the room. A, a lot, a, a multiple, lots of a smorgasbord is just, yeah, it's just, it's lots of things. Carl, I, I like I like a cheese board. I had a
1: Pizza Express and
0: they've just bought back the cheese bit as a dessert. No, they can that can just do one straight up. No way, a Pizza Express ever gonna a have enough crackers your cheese that's the problem either they get it badly wrong in that you don't get enough cheese and hundreds of crackers or you get far too many crackers and one small block of cheese you get how you did get they do little,
1: you get it was good it was good because i'm quite full up you know and but i do like a cheese board and when i saw it i thought oh yeah and i said to i said to my wife oh, we'll share one of these because we were both full up at the time um but um so you get three different cheeses uh, really nice and
0: you you don't get crackers you get a sort of fresh baked flatbread cool after all that pizza and <laughs> you're going That's for more man. bread and more bread, and you get an, uh, an onion chutney as well. Oh, nice, nice, fucking yeah.
1: lovely, mate. I was loving it. I could have eaten it all by myself, to be quite honest with you. I was pissed off because, but as uh, my wife said, well, you have it. I might just have a little bit, but I'm quite full. I said, okay, then, we'll just order this and have a bit more, of the, bit more of the drink and stuff like that. And when it gets you started getting, getting into it and started, I am going, hang around the fucking
0: minute. I thought you were going to have a little bit. <laughs> yeah. but, Do you um, want any? No, yeah. no, no. I have should have ordered your own then, shouldn't you? Yeah, you, you had half of
1: that. I, I know we said we'd share it, but you know, I was under the impression we were gonna have you were gonna have one mouthful right at the very end, just to see what the cheeses were like. But she was, she, yeah, it was nice. Not, not honestly, and it was only like a fiver as well.
0: So, Pizza Express do do a very good smorgasbord of cheese.
1: Yeah, apparently so. And also, Tim Finch uh, signed off with, he's off to listen. To what he considers an album of the year contender. Now I'm wondering whether that's going to be Spirit World.
0: He's spoken. He didn't
1: actually name
0: the album. He's spoken passionately about Spirit World before. It could be that, couldn't it? I. It's that time of year. It's that. It's that kind of number crunching time where you've got to get down into ten, kind of from about twenty or even more for some people. All these albums that have been tickling you yeah you know sensory glands for the past few yeah few, few months and trying to not forget the ones from early on in the year so i wonder what it is how are you doing with how are you doing with yours i've i've got
1: i think i've got my 10 i just got number one i've got number 10 and then there is a there is a flat a, a pizza express flatbread between all of them all the others okay yeah what
0: about you? Are you still undecided? No, the I've, I've I've kind of got a, at least seven definites for sure. They they're in there. There's no shifting of them. But then there's probably about another five or six that are vying for the kind of remaining places. Oh. And and with that, it's I feel a bit of a fraud because you know we are a thrash metal club. Are we? Are we not? We are. And in, in amongst those five or six, you know, there is three or four thrash metal albums that could potentially. Uh, I could only get maybe one thrash metal album in my top 10, but that is, <sighs> yeah, I mean, it could be, it wow. could, well, it could be that cold, but it could be that there's there's four in there. Um, obviously, uh, we've still got a couple of weeks to go, so hopefully there's, you know, still time for the odd late album. There's still albums coming out, obviously, that that might still get Some you. of the endless night, there you go. make
1: a late
0: run. Go. now up on you. There you go, so, um, yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it, your top tens? You, you you do think about it a lot, and really when it comes down to it, it's it's only important to you, but I do love seeing other people's top tens because there's you know particular people in the group that you kind of maybe share similar similar taste with and you always look at what they're listening to because you know that it might gauge on what you're listening to it'll be a good recommendation and it's always interesting to see what you know are people just into particular styles of music you know for me my top 10 is going to be quite varied and I'm not particularly into uh, one particular you know I love I love love black metal I love death metal I like thrash metal I love hardcore I like heavy metal but I'm not particularly into them all in such a strong you know very very big way like you know i'm not purely into thrash metal so my cuts of thrash metal in my you know, do you know what i'm trying to say i'm not so in in it's going to be a very top 10 carl is what i'm going to say oh well
1: i look forward to seeing it we'll have to because i was thinking about that bit of live housekeeping Shall we do a DeAndrado year? the first D'Andrada year of 2022 will be a 2021? I think Don't it's, we, I think or it's, yeah. Shall we? Okay, we'll do that. So I was going to do it, uh, cause we've got a new one to pick and we're going to have another one in at least before the end of the year. Um, but shall we wait until the 2022 before we have a 2021 D'Andrada year? Yeah, let's get it out. Okay. That's fine. Um, so thank you very much, Tim Finch. Let us know your thoughts. That I really appreciate your segment. It's always good. And the Razor's Edge is absolutely bouncing at the moment. So uh, certainly from all the damnationness that's been going on. And yeah. also live gig reviews coming back. You, I've just I've totally forgotten about them. It's almost like you know, an activity segment there. He, he talks about damnation, closes that. Talks about albums and then talks about live gig reviews.
0: You go, oh, shit, yeah, they, they will be featuring now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and even more so, so that's, that's great. That's the great thing about, yeah, I mean, the, the coverage of Damnation over at Razor's Edge has been fantastic because you've been able to – I've never been to the festival, but you're getting a, a real good kind of understanding or or – Idea of how it all works there, what the bands are like. They're interviewing the, the bands just as they come off the stage, or they've run into another stage to see someone else. And they can you know, um, uh, Boss Keyloid, a band that I really like, Paul intru- uh, interviewed them, cracking interview. Cat, she interviewed Mountain Cooler, another band that you know, really just fantastic, fantastic, um, interview, just quick, sharp snaps. Uh, with the band yeah. you know little 10 15 minute interviews that's all you want you don't want to be back bogged down for an hour and a half you, you're not going to you just want to hear what they're thinking about the gig the the the, the yeah. festival the past few months and that and it's um yeah it's been really interesting to see how that festival which has become a real highlight of the festival calendar for many or certainly one of the only kind of festivals of you know big festivals in in heavy music this year but it's um yeah it's been great coverage so um big props to the guys over at razor's edge for that all that took part in it yeah razor's edge are
1: almost treating
0: that more so than like download him anyway uh sorry um
1: Bloodstock aren't they? Mm. It's almost like their go-to festival. The, the, the way the coverage was presented, it's almost, if you were to rank the importance of festivals to the razor's edge, Damnation would probably be the uh, the number one.
0: Tim? Is yeah.
1: Great. Fantastic. Yeah. But thank you very much, Tim. Talking of live gigs, we I had a semi-live gig on... Um, On Friday night, reliving the past of '94. Just want to mention this really good. Me and my old mate Neil Baldwin were in there, mate. We were talking. Um, I was getting all wet-eyed when they were playing. K was, and what else was I getting wet-eyed about? Uh, uh, Biotech is Godzilla. Just absolutely raptures, mate. (laughs) Who? Someone?
0: I wasn't. I wasn't in there. I watched it. I've watched it since. But someone got wet-eyed, or someone got a guitar in their face after K always. K.O.S. K- uh, yeah, K.O.S. Yeah. yeah, old Max. You've he he one, lobbed yeah. his guitar off, didn't he afterwards? Do you see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and, and,
1: but we were noticing as well as um, uh, Phil Anzamo in the background as well.
0: Sort yeah. Of from was it was it Phil? Was it?
2: The yeah, the green t-shirt. Because
1: I remember the green t-shirt when he he came out on stage with it. Um, Oh what a fantastic gig, well they absolutely what a band in their prime and absolutely hitting. A big event. You know you know when you know, it's a bit like football matches, isn't it, where you get big events and you get big players and then they go, Yeah, well the final was a bit of a disappointment and actually the star player was so heavily marked and fouled it really did not make an impression. But sometimes you get this was a big event and the star player came and run the show. That is what Sepultura were doing at that. It's just, uh, it was, and I love, I absolutely loved how there was little bits of, they've obviously got a good um, audio from a sound desk or somewhere, uh, a really good audio of the uh, the gig, and they've smashed it over the top of a couple of fan cameras, and then the headbangers ball um, footage as well, linked in and synced beautifully, and it was Obviously not being there, but it was great looking at the stage and think, oh, there's a bottle of piss just gone up and disappeared out of our shot because you're always liking that, are you? When you were at those at
0: those gigs, we had one eye out for the fucking boat piss balls coming. Yeah, up yeah, definitely. It was, um, yeah, certainly over time, but it was great to see the. Um, well, you didn't really see the crowd much, did you? Did, did you certainly, no, only really the immediate not. kind of sound around you. But you, it wouldn't there wouldn't have been any phones. You wouldn't have been watching it through a phone. It no. was just everyone down there. And certainly, I, whilst watching that Sepultura one, I went back and looked at the Biohazard Chaos on the stage of that same day, oh, yes. and you could see, and you're just seeing that. Yeah, it's just great. It's just on YouTube and um, just seeing the chaos that they, yeah, when they're playing and they s- slowly the, the instruments start getting turned down, and you can just hear the guitarist <laughs> trying to play and the drummer still hitting the drums, like almost like the as the Titanic went down, the band is still playing. <laughs> Bi Hazard still played on, didn't they? But
2: yeah, they
1: played on good one mate, that's a good one, so that was a I don't know where I'm going to go next with Friday, I mean like I say, we're not going to have one this Friday because it's the uh, Christmas party of course, or next Friday, uh, because it's the Christmas party isn't it, so um, might be a new year or one. It might be one in December, but I really wanted to go small, I really want to do that acid rain one at the um, at Camden, I know the footage exists I'm just wondering whether it's off Patreon and it's on YouTube if okay. it is I think I might go there
0: yeah so I might, I might stay up day. and watch that with you.
1: Oh, lovely. It's a date, mate. Lovely. Um, Shall we do a D'Andrade,
0: yeah? Oh, well, Baron. As far from barren as you can get, mate. However, there is a little bit of a sting in the tail. Okay.
1: So, you know, we like in 1986, Uh, When we had 1986, we had 17
0: albums. We do. Um, In
1: 1990, how many albums do you think that we had?
0: Well, I thought there'd be lots, but maybe there wasn't. Maybe there was 10. No, 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 no. There's going to be lots. 48.
1: Yeah, 42. Wow. 42 different albums. Spanning, obviously, you've got Death Mail in there. You've got... Loads and loads of bit of punk in there, obviously, a bit of thrash. Um, yeah, just, just. Uh, I mean, if we take a random pick from, from here, you're going to end up with a banger. There's not much fat on this, to be quite honest with you. So,
0: that was great. Um, Shall we go through them? Yeah, go on.
1: So, I got a top 11. Uh, because it was really, really close. Um, There are two Runaways, and then there are nine points. Uh, So how many did I say? There was 42. So two albums ran away with it, and then there's nine points covering 40 albums.
2: Oh, dear. Yeah, it was
1: was quite top-heavy. So joint ninth, and there's three of them, Judas Priest Painkiller, American
0: Way, Sacred Reich, and Zentrex for whose advantage? Well, that they're winning any other year, they they, they could be De Andrade year winners, couldn't they? Either one of them, any that other could be year, a top three right yeah, there. Exactly, yeah. It? I'm just going to say classic, classic, classic. Yeah,
1: no, no problem. There's a good. If you listen to them back to back, I'm saying there's a good hour and forty five minutes of quality, but not any any weak songs on there then we could go because we've got another trio uh in sixth place we've got annihilators never never land cool. forbidden twisted into form and
0: Prong, beg to differ the absolute thrash royalty there isn't it certainly never never landed <laughs> yeah. twisted into form and then you've got the brilliance of beg to differ which is an honorary thrash album in our club it's uh it's kind of just it is prong really. It's a kind of a league of their own, and what fantastic! Another three albums, just brilliant. And we featured all three of those albums, mate, on the club. We have,
2: which is fantastic. Now this is where you're you're not going to guess what
1: number five is. This this is incredible, really. Bearing in mind that we've had some great thrash in the uh, in the top ten. Number five on its own. Uh, on uh no sorry but i beg to differ sorry so i beg to differ i i I beg your pardon this is joint third these are all joint third and you'll never guess them trouble with self-titled album trouble guar scum dogs of the universe and creator coma of souls all with nine points
0: wow well they're, they're all great albums, so there's no, um, I can't sit here and say, <clears throat>, why Trouble or Guar <clears throat>, higher than Annihilator or Forbidden, they're no thrash, they're, they're still fantastic albums, Troubles are wonderful, um, well, yeah, just hard, heavy metal album with, uh, yeah, and and Guar is, it, 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 it's a bit like prom, really, it's a, it's just they're doing what they do, and they do it very well. It's a very yeah, it's a it's a fast heavy album now, <clears throat> and funny. Well, it's funny. Tr- trouble, interestingly,
1: got less mentions than any other Clark uh, album inside the top thirteen, and but
0: all it only got three mentions, but all three of them put it as our album of the year. Right, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a great album. It is certainly less of a doomy sound than than. the the earlier stuff but it's it's going into more of a more of an accessible it's still got a bit of doom to it but more of a kind of hard rocky heavy heavy metal side of things certainly the manic frustration was going to be the the kind of pinnacle of then this trouble album was what was building up to it kind of throwing off the shackles of the old doom and embracing a bit more of the kind of psyche heaviness and uh, it's a great album so that's cool to see it in there Number two,
1: uh, which was way ahead with 35 points, Slayers, Seasons in the Abyss.
0: Is there there an out and out winner? Because you've not mentioned Mm. quite a few albums that I've seemed to remember from that time. Is there an out and out winner? (sighs) There is. Number one
1: out-and-out winner, way out on its own. It's got 48 points, 18 mentions, 12 people uh, put it
0: as their album of the year, Rust in Peace by Niggadeth. That is our number one from nineteen ninety. Wow. So I'm thinking, would I be right thinking Persistence of Time? Where did that come, Carl?
1: Persistence of Time? Interesting you say that. It's on my spreadsheet as
0: uh, one mention. Oh right, okay. In third place it's fortieth out of forty two. Right, wow. But there is a lot of um,
2: with one mention,
1: uh, other mentions. I mean this is just the quality of yeah. it. Other other bands, other albums down there that have had only had one third place, Persistence of Time, um Atheist, Impact is imminent, um Bad Religions Against the Grain Slaughter in the Vatican by Exorder. King Diamond the Eye and Poison Idea Feel the Darkness. So there's a, I mean, it's keeping great company
0: down there. But for me, this year, you know, like Suicidal Lights Camera Revolution could have been for me in my top three. So could Warrior Soul Last Decade, Dead Century. Um, yeah. But uh, Spiritual Healing as well, they could have been in my top three. But yeah. there's so much, so much choice that getting it down to a top three. You know, those three that I just mentioned could have been your, in there. They don't, you know, they they, they don't feature. And it's any other... Your, boy, your boys are in there. King's
1: X, Faith, Hope and Love was in there. Yeah. However, so was Electric Boys, Funko Metal Carpet Ride and Love Hates, Blackout in the
0: Red Room. Hmm. Well, you know, it's a, music was going through a bit of a transition around that time, Carl. <laughs> so, you know, we kind of take the rough with the smooth. It's, you know yeah no that's um, um we, yes. yeah it's
1: only joking um I, you know i do remember both that and i can't act remember actually well. uh Black out of the red room being an all right album i don't
0: mind that yeah. too much no that's I probably
1: wouldn't listen to it now but
0: yeah no i'm joking act Three as well that was somewhere was it 14th mate. right okay so it's not it's, it's yeah okay and it's, it was very far from barren year yeah, far from barren year
1: far from barren and we've got one that kind of nailed the top three bearing in mind the three bands uh although it didn't, it didn't get no one got no one got it right um john beavis got megadeth
0: Rusted peace followed by slayer seasons in the abyss followed by prongs begged to differ well surely so he, surely he got the first two right and then uh technically uh,
2: a fourth I suppose you could put it like that if you think the other three were all joined third so I thought that was pretty cool
1: and uh, getting the one two absolutely right I
0: to be honest I don't think a lot of people did get that no and thank you and it couldn't go to a a nicer guy as well well you know he's a top bloke and um, he, he loves a bit of prong and getting Megadeth as number one yeah he deserves it
1: Okay, so the Internet Award. He's got it for the day. Use it wisely, my friend. Use it wisely, John. Really appreciate that, mate. And thank you for everyone doing the the Andrade years. So good shifting through that. I just want to listen to most of these albums.
0: Yeah, well, that was the thing. This week, you kind of, you know, have a... Quick download and have a listen to some of the the albums that people are suggesting. And you maybe haven't heard an album for a long time. You put it on and you think, wow, this album. And you're immediately back there, not certainly back to 1990, but back in with that music where it's just a media. It's just so many of these albums were so big and so influential and so almost impacting on you as a person. Certainly for me at that time anyway, because that's when I was, you know, so into into the heavy scene at that time, it was like get me in. I want to take as much of this music as I can get, and when it's quality music like that, so the, you know that list of bands that you were mentioning, so many of those albums, legendary, legendary metal albums. It's just what a great time, what a great year. Um I know Jason as well. Jason Manley, he was talking. We were talking about it. The 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 the, the strength in depth of that year. It was a great year to be going to gigs, and he was um, going. I think at uni in London at the time and just going to all the UK uh, gigs, uh, the London Marquee and all the other London gigs. What a time to be going to gigs in London at that time, 1989 to 1990. Obviously, every, every, every city, I'm talking about London because you know, that's where we would go to gigs, but every major city that the bands would stop off on, obviously, you're going to see the similar bands that you're going to see down in London. But, well, what a great, what a great time to be going to live gigs in London. Brilliant stuff. I know there's still the argument, well, you know, five years before you could have seen the, you know, the kind of um, Cliff Burton playing with Metallica and all this kind of stuff, but you can't pick and choose. You you are where you are. And, uh, yeah, I for one, what a great time to be going to gigs.
1: Well, should we pick another great year, hopefully?
0: <laughs> hopefully we can, Carl, yes. There's there's a few barrel ones on there. Well, I say they're
1: barred, I haven't investigated them, but there are some classic ones on there as well. Okay. So, one to ten, mate.
0: Okay. Number five, Carl. Number five. Oh, this is going to be interesting. 2006. Okay.
1: Now, what are you thinking at
0: 2006 straight
1: away? Uh, 2006. Well, you I know. Nothing really springs to
0: mind. Not, to be honest with you no I mean not immediately for me personally I mean no Ghost Reveries OPEF maybe but uh, well, oh there's one there's one that's come up there's a couple that's come up no um, Blood Mountain Mastodon yeah
1: um, Sacrament Lamb of God there's an inflamed one Matter of Life and Death Iron Maiden Christ Delusion Slayer uh, The Crusade Trivium um, Tool, ten thousand dates. Kill Switch Engage had an album. I'm on a math. Um Cody got... yeah, we're waiting for the Annihilator Later one. Um So I'm just having a little look through. I'm not actually clicking in anything, I'm just looking at Oh, Unearth, I suppose. They they they've produced quite a few albums. Operation Mind Crime 2. There you go. Um a Saturday Night Wrist by the Deft Tones. Lordy! Uh, of an album out so anything in there that you think immediately springs to
0: mind right? no I mean that tall album was a good album but um, yeah. I haven't heard it for a long time and I generally only listen to the first two, two or three songs and then I get a bit bored of it um, so that doesn't really warrant I'd have to have deep, dig deep and have a little look round and uh, see what was it in and around that time because there might be st- some albums that I haven't listened to for a long time that, that um, mm. were important to me at that time cool
1: so there you go. There's New Year. I will be getting that out on Monday, two thousand and six. Get your thinking caps on. Not as barren as other years, but not as classic as some. So did you I say? It, did you say
0: matter of life and death? Maiden was in there. Was that one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's a good one. That's all
1: right. That's yeah.
0: not too bad. It's quite long,
1: but it's all right. Isn't it? We'll have some of that. We'll have some of that. of that. Right then, another band that I'm surprised I didn't mention in 2006, they had an album out, but they may have already may have had an album out. Is our old uh, uh, the UK the biggest UK thrash band? You could say Annihilator.
0: Yeah, they were one of my choices in the DeAndre years of 1990. They were my number two with Never Neverland, and Ooh. yeah, they've just they had an album out back in 2007. The album was ch- entitled Metal. And it featured uh, Alexi Leho of Children of Bodom on one of the songs which was called Downright Dominate. Now, it was an album with lots of guests uh, guesting on it, but they have re-done Downright Dominate, this time featuring Dave Lombardo on drums and another guy called even Matt Barlow or Stu Block, I really can't remember, but uh, he, he kind of had a bit of Phil Anselmo to him. <laughs> and, and it is yeah. So they they've, they've re, redone the song and put it out there as a single. And what did we think of it, Carl? Um, well, as you
1: said, Mary Pantera, I'm still a bit clueless on why this re record exists. Is it because of Lexi passing away that he
0: decided to do it? Is it a tribute? I, I have no idea. I, I've no idea either, but um, the the initial, the, the previous album, the one back in 2007, Alexi just featured on this song uh, in 2007. It had a whole host of other guests on the other individual songs, whereas now they're redoing it and they've enlisted Dave Lombardo and uh, Stu or Matt, uh, the, the singer that sounds like Phil Anselmo, and... Um, yeah but uh, yeah i don't know the reasons for because i'm not into annihilator certainly now as as i was on the first two albums so i really should have found out but after hearing downright dominate there's um it's even less wanting to find out cuz it, it was um yeah not 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 that inspiring really for me it was it was it was just yeah okay and that's bad yeah, that's I, bad so, so, yeah yeah i i
1: thought i again like you i guess it is not the world's best compliment to say it was okay I listened to it had no real desire to go back to it uh, but it was very competent and I mean it's not as good as their latest stuff it's not as good as their older stuff Um, again I'm just a bit clueless on why this one was picked out to to re-release unless it is the tribute to to Lexi of course
0: well Simon C. Godwin he says get Pantera on the phone they want their song (laughs) back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all joking aside it's pretty good one would have to say a hit but it's standard Annihilator so it seems like you've heard the main riff on every album after Alice strange mm,
1: there you go uh, Pantera what you song about yes and I read that comment before because I didn't know what was going on and I was thinking hey what are you talking about the Annihilator sound nothing like Pantera oh and then you listen to it uh, so that is a, is a great comment same riff since tough one isn't it i mean annihilator invented that riff so they're more than they're more than uh welcome to use it i suppose aren't they when, uh jeff waters feels that he will well i invented that riff i'm going to use it yeah
0: and, oh. and look at us hey eh? we can't pay bugger all on the uh, instruments and we're <laughs> we're kind of <laughs> whinging about jeff waters you know playing that riff, and uh, thankfully he is, because he's still getting the music out there for people to, you know, and then be playing live and that, but um, yeah, Sam William Jones, he says, it'll be a miss from me, it's effectively the same album re-recorded, I love Annihilator though, so I'll be awaiting their next release.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's never too far away from an Annihilator release, they are fairly consistent and brilliant, well, I say they, it's Jeff, Jeff Waters, isn't it, it's the mind of Jeff Waters, really, every album. Yeah,
0: He's kind of like a one man show, and is the latest album? Does he sing on it? I believe, doesn't he? The um, the last uh, record proper, an earlier album. Did not Jeff watts do all the vocals on it? He did, yeah.
1: So it is. It's pretty much his show, isn't it? And uh, it's a trip down one person's mind. I don't know how I feel about that. I always think there should be someone else there to.
0: Well, you have you got Matt. Matt Barlow now, or Stu Block, the, he, he's going to be singing on it. I think he might be, I don't know, if he's guesting on the whole album or whether it's. Uh, Jeff, now, I mean, I know Gareth will be out there now listening and saying, well, it, he knows the answers, but um, he can he can let us know in the comments. But um, Yes,
1: please do, Gareth. Uh, I like to say, and, and then I don't like to throw one of those bands, I do I like to, yeah, they cool, I like them, but they just don't, for some reason, they don't, really put a fire in my belly as
0: other bands do. Certainly the later stuff anyway. Yeah. They still hold a... Still hold a... got all excited just before... Go
1: on, go
0: on, mate. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say they hold a, a real strong place for many people in thrash metal in, from those early early couple of albums. But there's still some people that have really stuck by with them and they're, they're dogged... Well, certainly Jeff Waters' dogged kind of enthusiasm... And commitment to making music you, you you've got to respect that and certainly his, his his intentions to keep writing music but somewhere does that because it they're not a progressive metal band they're not going to change their style an awful lot are they it's always going to be annihilated it's a bit like the acd thing it's a it's a bit like they are what they are and you hear annihilator, you know it's annihilator um are they going to pick up many new fans as a result of it? Probably not. But do they need to? Probably not. They will always be at a particular level. They will always be playing to, you know, the the legacy kind of songs at big festivals. They're the ones people want to hear. They're the ones that people will be shouting. But certainly with that ballistic, sadistic, ballistic, whatever it was, um, I know Branny used to talk about it, saying it's the the, the best album it's, you know, in thirty odd years since certainly going back yeah. to the back to Never Neverland and it certainly captured a new kind of lease of life for Annihilator. But there'll be people like Sam William Sam John William Jones there that are still very much into Annihilator and that's the Annihilator that had been going in two thousand and seven when this metal album was released.
1: Mm. Mm. I mean we were getting all excited about Annihilator just before lockdown when they said, Hey do you want to hear some exciting news? And we thought, this is going to be it. He's going to win Because we were sort of teasing this Alice in Hell, yeah.
2: Never land only tour. And we were all really interested. Take my money, we'll do it. And it was T-shirts. I was like, okay, I know lockdown. And the... But is that still going to go ahead? Is that... Um, I think it's still a thing. Era? Is, 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 I mean, because that, well,
1: like I say, that's an, an hour at bloodstock filling main stage and everybody's going to be interested in it, or a lot of people are going to be interested. That's a sold out Camden Underworld show, that one, I think, yeah. and of course other other decent metal venues uh, uh, in the country apply as well, So, but if he's going, yeah, I'm playing uh, metal all the way through, mm, don't know what the pool would be. Mm. Discussed. What, uh, what was the results, mate?
0: not great we had four maybes, one miss b four misses one hit b and four hits so pretty just kind of like a flat line really isn't it it kind it, of it, it, it goes it, up it comes down it goes up it comes down it goes way down and then it kind of refines its level It is. an
1: average of that is almost flat cross isn't it it's, yeah um, yeah a bit flat but um, good to listen to it and I'm always up for listening to Annihilator. I would never not listen to Annihilator, but I just don't know how much staying power they have with me. Not a lot, to be honest with you. Uh, but who's to say that there's, they're capable of writing something
0: like Alice in Hell and Never Neverland. So you, you just give them a go, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. I will. So that's
1: cool. We'll see where that progresses. And certainly if there is um, that tour coming up, that's a great night out. Um, so we, we will take it from there. But
0: um, – Right, shall we, I think we're going on to the last business of the evening, mate. Last, business, last business of the evening. Well, um, before I get hooked up in what I've been listening to, mate, I will find, well, not what I've been listening to, what we've been listening to, I need to find it. Oh. Um, so if you're ready, you can begin. Okay, I am uh, almost ready.
1: I am just, there we go, I'm ready. Chris Gambold, Exodus, Persona Non Grata, Wire, Chairs Missing, a brilliant second album from Pink Floyd of post-punk, and BBC Sounds, Nuremberg, dramatised version of the trial of the leading Nazis.
0: Wow, that is some intense shit all round, mate. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, andy fernley who i believe is a big acid rain fan he's certainly uh, active in the group in the uh, thrasher wolf yes exodus and mordred and he does say exodus needs more time
1: oh there's a bit of a discussion going on there that i will get into at some point um neil bolton exodus persona non grata swap coffin flat cap bastard features
0: and chemist deceiver. got a bastard! We feature. I think that's, that could be that I mean, he certainly reviewed a swamp coffin one for Razor's Edge, didn't he? Uh, he did. Yeah. Uh, I I I think it might have been him doing, or was it uh, the machine doing? Uh, chemist. I listened to that chemist album. I, I thought it was decent. I thought it was really good. Good stuff, John Wig. The Sentinel Palace, alive in the flesh, ghoul and a batch 100 playlist vinyl Metallica. I ordered this to be sent to my dad's in the US in 2020 and finally got to visit him last week. A decent selection of Metallica live tracks that was played to the Metallica blackened bourbon while it matured. Have that bourbon, 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 bourbon as well. A bourbon biscuit, lovely. Well, have a bourbon biscuit and a bit of that yeah. bourbon
1: whilst you're listening to us, mate.
0: That's so they had, they, they've had. they got a, a They've got a Bourbon as well, have they? That's cool. Well Metallica have everything, yeah. don't they? So Yeah
1: they do. Well, hopefully John will
0: be coming yeah. to the Christmas party and we can see said bottle. That'd be great. Um, Rex Tinderbolt
1: listening to Slammer Nightmare Scenario, watching Quantum Leap and reading the Beast by Paul Diano. That's pretty that's a nice little trio there, mate. Quantum Leap, I think the guy that was the sort of hologram image, didn't he? Um he, he passed
0: away recently, didn't he? He did, yeah. he he, he did. So glad to hear that. Uh, PD, Doom, War Crimes in Human Beings. War crimes in human beings, the debut from UK's finest DB crossband. The Frost, Vanity Nemesis, which I think gets sidelined even more than Cold Lake, but is a really decent record. I'd agree with you, Pete. I like that record. Tom Waits, Rain Dogs, an album that people have been telling me for years I should get into, but I have hated it every time I've heard it. I think today I finally got it. I will investigate further. That's cool. Oh, here we go down the, the Tom White tab. The uh, so Frost one, Vanity Nemesis, is that the one? Uh, I think I've only heard one song. Third Rock from the Sun. Is that, is that on that one? Third Rock from the Sun? Oh, is it that's, Third from the Sun or something? That's Prong, isn't it? or oh, is it Prong? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Prong do Third from prong. the Sun, don't they? I
1: don't know. I remember it a video on Headbangers. Oh, I can't a... remember if it was if it was off Fanny Nemesis or not. Um, Gareth Pugh, Exodus, Persona Non Grata, Slightly Disappointing, mm. Vector, Black Future,
0: Death Angel, The Bastard Tracks, Razor's Edge Review, Damn Fine, Deep Cut, Live, Without an Audience Show. Oh, okay.
1: Osa Guido in Full
0: Force of on that one, I bet. Uh, Dylan Jones, it's good seeing Dylan's name pop up in these comment threads again. He's yes. been away for a while, but you're always welcome back, Dylan insomnia one for sorrow the cure best of and johnny cash out amongst the stars Oh,
1: right across the board there that's cool mate thank you very much andy benson Over, passcode and witchcraft that's the russian witchcraft thank you very much they all sound pretty uh pretty intense there as well mate thank you very much
0: Paul Hutchins says, apart from falling off my bike today, I've been in Porto on a brilliant three night break. Search out Piranha Records for Vinyl Heaven. There you go. Finished Ricky, the autobiography of Ricky Tomlinson, a very old version, but still very entertaining. And I discovered one of my top 10 of the year in Razor's Edge Lucky Dip through Aquilius Bellum One or Bellum I, which is out on 3rd of December and it's absolutely stunning. So that's Aquilus Bellum Bell Bellum one. I
1: Yeah. Or yeah. it could be one. Yeah, definitely. If it's a Roman numeral. Uh, so that's good. Um, falling off his bike. I saw the hand in ice today,
0: mate. Um, and I didn't know whether to put a thumbs up, a sad or a laughing emoji. I was torn between three. So I didn't do either. Oh. Um, just in case I you didn't want to. Uncaring. Offend. You uncaring um, bastard. Yeah yeah and he's got another hand it will be fine and um Ricky when i saw that i said is this the autobiography of Ricky Butcher from Eastenders but apparently it isn't no. thank you very much mate um Mark wallage
1: uh new model army worth a mention because of the Securica connection absolutely and i'm going to two gigs at Nottingham Rock City the next two nights to celebrate 40 years featuring two sets each night of different songs um, Anna Crucis also did a cover. So uh, a new Model Army
0: Fest for Mark there, by the way. Cool, of sounds good. Now, you fancy going to see new Model Army car? They're playing a bit bit too soon for this year, but they're, they're doing a tour next year. I've looked into it, and they're, they're playing down at the Wedgwood Rooms. Oh, the Wedgwood, down in Portsmouth? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of March or April time. Fancy a little road trip down down there? New Model Army? Yeah. See what the uh the gig, t- the, the gig tokens are like. It's not high on my list, I've got to say, mate. All right. I might be going on, r- on r- my r- Todd. I might be going on my Todd.
1: You might be on it won't be it'll be sold out,
0: I reckon. Yeah, it's not a big place is it, the Wedgewood room? So um no, I need to I need not to get thinking pronto really. It's either that or down in Froom, which would um eight hundred and fifty capacity, yeah, but that's a bit of a journey. Okay, Kevin Adamson, will you come with me? <laughs> if not, he's been listening to Exodus, Persana non grata. Vocals not as annoying as I thought they would be, probably Zetro's more varied performance. Solitary, the truth behind the lies just gets better with each listen. And Vector, Terminal Redux, UK dates incoming.
1: Mm, now, Vector, interestingly, they've come up as the featured album a couple of times, and for one reason or another, have not made it to the featured album so no. interesting one there thank you very much mate um, tim finch trouble trouble ghost back catalog warming up for their arena tour in april and chris jericho podcast episode 820 the mysteries and conspiracies behind the denver airport One for Carl, as I know he loves a conspiracy theory. I do. They go into detail about the multiple conspiracy theories behind Denver's airport, including Nazis. The runways are in the shape of a swastika. I have heard that, yes. A massive multi-story underground network of tunnels, secret government bunkers, and being the new home of Area 51, lizard people, Illuminati, and more. As soon as you said that, I, I was about to say, and there's more to that. And I have heard about
0: that. And so I will get onto that. Thank you very much. Cool. Yeah, now that sounds. I'm just having to refresh Julius Caesar. He says the new arch enemy is nice. Uh, That's a nice. Let's have a look. He's also been listening to obscura, a validation and orbit culture. The shaman, the shaman, a EP. I did listen to a little bit of that obscura. Um, didn't get on with it, unfortunately. A bit too, bit too death metal for me, to be honest. So I, I, I quickly switched off. Okay. Um,
1: Adam, Adam Matheson. Oh, here we go.
0: New member as well. Um, so good evening, Adam.
1: Thank you. Uh, well, if you're a new member, you you have no idea what you've just done to me, mate. Um, is that Baila, B- Bailey Wilkie? Wilk. I've no idea how to say that.
0: Look, come on, he's a uh, new pros- me- he's a new yeah. member, Carl. At least welcome into the club. Trying to say what he's been I- listening to.
1: I do. Prosnia is the name of the album. This one's a little bit better. Carbon based life forms. Um, I don't even know how to say that. How would you say that? Stosh. No, not saying that. And I don't even know how to say it. full of f. Oh, Jesus Christ! How do you say this? F fuck. <laughs>
0: Fall of Ephra, effraffra, effraffra. God.
1: <laughs> it's a trilogy and I'm not saying those out so Adam welcome to the club you are very welcome can you please listen to ACDC next time thank you <laughs>
0: Jason Manley. Good evening, Jay. The new Exodus and Elbow albums. Both brilliant, but quite different from each other, surprisingly. And The Offspring Live. Tremendous. Yeah, Jay went to see Offspring this week. Um, took a bit of time out from doing his radio show. I think it was the same evening. Uh, he still had a decent, decent radio show. Played some crackers on there. Violent Eternal Nightmare being one of them. Um, also, while I'm on the subject of radios, Carl... Our old mate Neil Coggins on his Full Metal Racket show, he gave the club another shout out. I know it's a weekly thing, but it's cool that these people gave the club a shout out, mentioned thrash of the debuts, the, the round between uh, Testament and Sabbath. He played Hosanna in its Chelsea's and Over the Wall, and he also played "Onslaught The Force, and talked about The Force being our featured album of the fortnight. He then went on to talk about Thrash of the Sophomores as well, our next year's competition. So that was really cool that he gave the time to uh, the the club some decent time and played some of the music of bands that we're featuring. So that was really cool. So that was Neil with his show and and Jay on his um, Redhead Glamorgan show. So that was cool. Thank you
1: so much for all of that. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Rich Tricky Hudson, Elimination, Echoes of the Abyss. Enjoyed it once it got going. Exodus, Persona Non Grata. Don't mind the vocals, but took three tracks to go through the gears. Carcass, Torn Arteries. Listened to it at about ten times. Brilliant. The hand claps on it. In it, God we trust. And the hooks and
0: riffs on the sides, Remorseless Swing, are amazing. Yeah, that was the one I was trying to remember, Rich, when, you know, we'd been coming, talking about it. That Sky's Remorseless wing. it is amazing. It is it is hooky, uh, it's it's addictive, it sounds fantastic, it really does. Edwin Groenveld, Pterodome straight out of the smog town. Nasum, inhale, exhale, and he's binge-watching American Gods. Oh, American God, i heard of that
1: before, mate, so... Thank you. Very good. Very, very nicely. Thank you very much. John Deary been listening to Onslaught, Skyclad, also been reading The Cage by Scott, and I don't want to cock up that surname either. Marani? Marani?
0: Mariani.
1: Ma, Mariani. There you go. Thank you, mate.
0: Andrew Matthews, Ronnie Size, represents New Forms, Solsthear, Otter, and lots of 60s playlists on. Um <laughs> <Sposify>. Shankly. Shankly. <laughs> Shitty.
1: Who knows? Um, so, thank you for that, mate. Um, Solstifer, I am getting through that on the daily as you are as well. Um, I'm not liking it as much as you, but thank you. Uh, Graham Meldrum, in the last couple of hours, I've been listening to demo tracks from my mate's new band, Truth Ruiner, and hopefully seeing their first gig on Sunday, too. Finally getting to leave the house. Woo! Burned them out demo 2006 was actually looking for big black um atomizer and came across this and wondered what it was i presume it's pierre from knuckle dust on vocals from the sound of it it certainly is mate and only one more now blast the power of expression because i've forgotten i was looking for big black saw this and had to play it as not listened in
0: listen to it in donkeys thank you very much mate Dino, Dean Hughes, Exodus, persona non grata, bonded into the blackness, and for whose advantage from Zentrix. Cheers, Dean. Oh, and there's some, some
1: great stuff there. That's brilliant. Uh, Kirsty Seed Doe, I've been listening to ACDC and Wasp, something I can pronounce. Thank you very much. Comment of the fortnight right there.
0: George Nisbit, chemist, deceiver, persona non grata from Exodus, and broken bones, trader in death. And you can't you, have nearly, got me, Sorry, you nearly got you me, George. You nearly got me. I
1: thought you were going to go on there, and I, that's, that's great. Lee Shep, um, Fear the Executioner, the first single from the new Wolf Bastard album, Hammer the Bastards, a tribute to the Salford Black and Thrash Lunatic's Executioner. And he's given us a link. Thank you, Shep.
0: Mr. Shep. <laughs> Nicholas Jansen, Cadaver, live in Copenhagen. Angry Samoans, STP, not LSD, and Ghost Meliora.
2: Meliora, I'm
1: getting ready for the uh, getting ready for the arena tour. Um, Mark Spencer all like right, Mark. Exodus, Persona Non Grata. I can cope with Z. It's a very solid album with some epic leads. Whitechapel, Kin. Really enjoying this. Great tip-off from Talking Bollocks Patreon radio show. Yes, he did say that, yeah. And Spirit Box Eternal Blue, a band mentioned by the boys in the last podcast. Some great groove, heavy and kind of poppy. And an incredibly talented vocalist in Courtney LaPlante.
0: Yeah, so she was the lady in I wrestled a bear once, Carl. Oh good So, so this is bacon. Yeah so this is the band That she is in with her I think it's her husband Spirit box And yeah it's The The, ba- the album is, uh, Yeah Doing pretty well At the moment they're getting Lots of coverage And rightly so Because uh, it sounds Pretty good stuff James Milne Fairbairn Exodus Persona non grata Gamma bomb Everything As they were so good In Manchester The other week And Dexter The new blood On Sky
1: Brilliant Absolutely good, good three there, mate. Thank you, Stuart Jardine, Exodus, Persona non grata, Unleashed, No Signs of Life, and watching Hellbound on Netflix. Hellbound, that sounds
0: good. Now, Frank Ruxell, he has been listening to Tiamat, Deeper Kind of Slumber and Clouds, and Delicate Sound of Thunder by Pink Floyd. Thank you, Frank.
1: Oh, Delicate Sound of Thunder. Is that the one with Time
0: on it? The opening song is Time thinking it is. Is that on um, Dark Side of the Moon? Could be. Well, time Don't is know. on Dark Side of the
1: Moon. Is it? You're you, you you're telling me. Okay, I'm getting my um, classic Pink Floyd albums mixed up. Uh, forgive me. Um, Leanne Evans. Charity squatted to Queen's Fat Bottom Girls last night, wrapping all the ladies with shapely pitches. Watch Tiger King 2 for some mindless Chavy wankstrosity read the riot act to my crotch goblins <laughs> <laughs> brilliant yeah. um, I, I've been watching me and my wife have been watching Tiger King 2 and it, it's just how more extreme can you get it's just crazy
0: yeah absolutely now um, Rich hasn't been listening to this but I fear that we should talk about this because uh, Rich is a good guy and he's uh, getting out there putting his putting his music out there he says i'm just going to jump on here for blatant self-promotion rightly so rich decided to expert all the masters to flak files and release my allosaurus album on Bandcamp camp at a stupid time as you do i've got kids and a job and this is my trying to be a serious hobby six quid all my own work my guitars bass vocals program drums it's not easy in a flat with a family using the basic cue bass door d-a-w but i'm pretty happy with it Bit more thrashy than my LaFire fan, has dinosaurs, super villains, serious shit, non-serious shit, everything you want in thrash. And Rich has put a link there to his Bandcamp page. Just go and have a look at it, people. Go and have a listen if you like it. You yeah. heard him. Help the guy out. You know, buy some thrash, support your members, support local thrash, support, you know, thrash as it's kind of at the at the beating heart of the club. Uh, it's decent stuff, it really is. I've had the privilege to listen to a lot of this and it is fantastic stuff. It's just one guy doing it all, and it's just amazing to see what goes into making this stuff.
2: Brilliant, brilliant.
1: So, mate, um, have we got time to do what we've been listening to and sign out?
0: Yeah, well, I reckon if we're quick, mate, um, that's all down to... Well, we got about six minutes, so how do we reckon? Well, a lot of Three my, minutes each? Yeah, I, I reckon we could do that. Uh, one of my, what I've been listening to, came up from the 1990 D'Andrade years, and that was Fugazi. Uh, certainly one of the oh. albums that came up and was mentioned, I'm sure it was mentioned, was Repeater. Let me just check it out. If it wasn't, it uh. was... So well, anyway, whether it was or wasn't, I saw that it came up in the club. Repeater the it was, yes. Yeah, so I'm not massively into Fugazi, but I was massively into this album. Loved it back in the day. Certainly, uh, it came out and, you know, it, it was played at the loft a lot and it was just one of those albums that seemed to connect in a way with, certainly, I was never into the hardcore scene or hardcore movement, but I like this. It was just easy listening, but it seemed to have a real kind of, uh, it's just a... A real energy, but a real kind of. It was really it seemed authentic. It seemed real. It seemed like it was a, you know, not 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 hammy. It was proper hardcore. I and mean, in um, you know, the, Mackay guy, absolute, mm. yeah, you know, yeah. What can you say? Is Is on it? The waiting room on it? Yeah, yeah. Classic tune, isn't it? Uh, uh, no, it hasn't got waiting room. Waiting room. Oh, okay. No, this has got the. I think waiting room was on one of the EPs that possibly came before it, but it was lumped into an album that was then put together with the other EPs, which uh, yeah, this has got I can't remember even the names of them Repeater, it's got Merchandise, I remember the Merchandise and uh, Brendan something Brendan number one, but yeah Chemist as well someone, um, George Nesbitt's yeah. been listening to, Neil Bolton you have as well, uh, Yes, yeah, got a few mentions already and Last summer, they released Doomed Heavy Metal. There's like a stopgap, bit of an EP um, until they released Deceiver and really enjoyed that. So I was looking forward to the album coming out. To say it's mainstream, Doomy kind of heavy metal would be probably what it is. It's about as mainstream as Doomed Metal can be. Uh, It's got a very classic heavy metal sound to it, though it is almost like a, a heavy, heavy metal. It's got in, you know, it's kind of, if you imagine Judas Priest, at their heaviest, taking away the, out the thrashiness and putting in a real doomy kind of loads of harmony. It's like that bit of maiden thrown in and it's just very polished, big on hooks. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Really liking it. Like the guy's voice and yeah. Enjoying the album.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed that one too.
0: Um, And then, yeah, just all the club stuff, really. What can I say? Um, How about, Elimination, absolutely caning it, that that, that album. is just, yeah, really loving it. So that's me, mate. That's you. You've um, got, got, you got four break minutes. Break it. you got four minutes. Four minutes. Well, I'll do it in two minutes like you, mate. Still, I don't know whether I
1: mentioned this last weekend, uh, last podcast, sorry, Um the Hawkwind box set, Dust in Time. I'm on the uh, last couple of CDs now, and I'm listening to those in tandem. So I've been listening to Hawkwind when I've been driving into work, which has uh, been cosmic if nothing else really enjoyed it love a bit of corkwind um there was a feature on razor's edge about it was either a doom metal label or a doom metal band um getting a load of doom bands to cover alice Cooper songs from and i can't remember which album it was but it inspired me for some reason to listen to killers by alice Cooper. what a fine album that is and uh, halo of flies it's just a fantastic song saw that got performed once they had to cut it off halfway through it was at the Guildford Festival, the Guildfest and they, Alice Cooper played for an hour and they chopped his set at uh, halfway through Halo of Flies, fucking scandalous and then uh, what as a lot of other people have been listening to I've been listening to Exeter's Persona Non Grata I, I kind of made up my mind with it a little bit, I haven't listened to it loads and loads and loads but I have listened to it and i really like the longer kind of songs on it there's three longer songs on there and i really like those ones there's the dependable vicious relatively short exodus songs on there that really do a job and i really enjoy those but i just the opening track is one of the best exodus songs i've heard for a long time so i'm really enjoying it and uh yeah, I
0: look forward to listening to it a bit more as well. And that's me. Cool. We can, we, we, we've We still got two minutes, mate. So, um, that, oh, good, the, good. The, Just, the, the, the big, talk about Alice, the small boards again. Alice Cooper getting um, getting cut short down at Guildford. That, that's out of order. What happened there then?
1: Well, he was on late anyway, because apparently all of his gear um, didn't have some, like, um, not transformer, but they were on the European electrical circuit and obviously england being on the, a different circuit and they had trouble finding some stuff for the power
0: they should have nipped they should have us. nipped down to sainsbury's in Bertham and got one of those little travel adapters you know with the little yeah. white things and plugged that in
1: plug that in they, they, they should have done that but needless to say they didn't so he was like half an hour or 40 minutes late and then yes, uh, yeah so the, the, there was a very strict curfew as yeah. There would be around Stoke Park, and so yeah, you got cut. It kind of they, they brought these drums out and they were drumming. It got really, there's a bit in Halo Flies we got really low, and then all of a sudden the lights went out. And then, sorry, okay, the curfew has come and gone. Alice Cooper is now left the stage, and I remember walking past the stage something you had to to get out the backstage area. And some bloke next to me just went, "You're a bit short today,
0: Alice." <laughs> Classic. Well. Listen, mate, on that, I don't want to cut you short like Alice we've cut short, but we're kind of, we're coming near the end now. So I hope tomorrow, happy okay. happy son of the endless night day to you, mate. I hope you enjoy it. Okay.
1: Yeah, looking out for that, definitely.
0: And um, yeah, look forward to getting stuck into Crumb Suckers, Life of Dreams.
2: Yes, plenty to get stuck into. And thanks for everyone for listening.